the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. Baby Smash with you right here, as is always, 4 to 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday. WBGZ 107.1 FM, the big Z. And I got to tell you what, man, it's a magnificent day. Beautiful. Outside, I'm going over to Tony's after this, have me some dinner right here in a river bend in Alton. It'll be Magnifico. I tell you, this is a nutty day. Talking about President Trump was stepping on this this black lady and he interrupted her and she shut him down what a bunch of bull i'm gonna have to take it to uh, ed martin following the ample opening that has always provided a man of his level Tell you what, man, that is a magnificent song. Ed Martin, how you doing, partner? I'm listening for you. Are you there? I'm here. Yeah, right. I'm here. Good to be with you, Smash. I love it. I love it. I love good, it. good, good. I'm going to read from the uh, Pro-America Report, uh, get them in the yep. mornings. And uh, this one here, and I contacted Ed, and I said, man, I got I got to talk about this because this is uh, something that's being downplayed when it shouldn't be uh, downplayed. But here it is. The fight for America needs informed citizens. Arm yourself with these and then pass them on. Talking about the pro-America report. President yeah. Trump is building momentum for lasting peace in the Middle East. The Abraham Accords, I love that name, shows yeah, because too. Abraham is the father of all nations. The Abraham yep. Accords shows the benefits of peace to nations like Israel. UAE, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, uh, as well as Saudi Arabia. 
Afghanistan and more by showing them the benefits of peace. I think everybody tried to frighten people and you don't want war. Let's show the benefits of peace. Trump mm-hmm. is uh, Trump is laying the foundation for measures that can cement lasting peace in the region. He's accomplishing things no quick fix could do. That's what it takes to be America's deal maker. I like that, man. Tell me about the this Abraham well, Accords. Yeah, yeah, and and even better, Smash. You know, it's like it's like if Smash was elected president. You know, if you bring a different sensibility to the job, you do it differently, right? And Trump yep. was doing an interview yesterday, and he said. Well, people said, we, you know, about peace, he said, and we said, we kind of, they might say we did this the back door. I call it the smart door. (laughs) And he went on to say, he went on to say the smart door meant don't try to get Palestine and Israel who hate each other and throw stuff at each other every couple of hours in a room and make a deal. That's like, you know, it's like getting, you know, two King Kongs. Instead, go around the neighborhood and say, hey, guys, look, you know, you can have, if you, if you will accept peace and I'll, I, President Trump, will get Israel to sort of stay under control, not mm-hmm. start to do resettlements, mm-hmm. just settle down. Yeah. If you can do that, look at the prosperity you can have. You can trade with these people. They trade like crazy. Israel's got a booming economy. You can trade with America. I'll sell you some missiles. I'll sell you some planes. I'll make you guys a player in the world. Or you can be miserable, and I'm going to make sure Israel and America get stronger and stronger. And I think people said, you know what? I trust this guy. He likes to make these deals where everybody wins. And here's the key thing. They, they tell you Trump is not doing the right thing. He doesn't lecture these dictators. He doesn't lecture the Saudi prince about being a son of a gun. I, I don't think the Saudi prince is a good guy, but I can't worry. I got to worry about the, my next door neighbor yeah. and, and my congressman, let alone. And Trump doesn't lecture people. He doesn't say he doesn't get jollies off of lecturing somebody. He just says, hey. You guys just settle down a bit. And what happens is these players, they're like, hey, I, I want to do a deal. And, and what the president revealed last night was seven, eight, or nine other nations are going to go into this peace accord. Mm-hmm. I mean, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Kuwait. How many people are going to be around and say, hey, guys, let's just get along for a while? Yeah. It's great for America. It's great for the world. And frankly, after a summer of, of just crap, COVID and football yeah. on and off and people riding – it just feels good to have something positive. I mean, blessed are the peacemakers. If you don't yeah. think it's Trump, think it's Netanyahu and the guys from Bahrain and, and UAE. But it's great to see it echoes in our souls because that's what we're supposed to be for and mm. towards. Yeah. This peace, this is peace in the Middle East without blood all over the sand, said the president. That's a magnificent line right there. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'd yeah, it is. Why. Yeah, and, and, and again, um, I should say, by the way, any great operation like that, you know, it's, it's talented. He's, he's the guy who gets the credit. He's got a great team, and one of the speechwriters is a good buddy of mine for many years. He's really, really talented, and those, I'm sure those are his words. He writes these, most of his speeches now, but... It's not Miller. It's another guy that's uh, Stephen Miller. People, Stephen Miller has a big dossier, lots of policy stuff. But, uh-huh. but no, look, I, that's right. There's no, I mean, no blood. There's not even nastiness. Yeah. Nobody's had to like seize something and be pushed out of it. In, in a way, everybody feels like they got something, which is yeah. exactly what, go back and read Art of the Deal. That's what Trump says. You got to yeah. be able to walk away and you got to be able to come back. And when you get your good deal, everybody else has to think they got a good deal. Right mm-hmm. now, Bahrain and UAE are saying, hey, we're players on the world stage with the president of the United States. We got things happening. We're winners. And so, you know, this this kind of win-win mindset is, again, it's great for America. It's America first. Peace is better than war. Peace is better than bloodshed. It's pretty cool. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a minute right here. 
And okay. I'm going to play this for any Jewish friends that might be listening because this show is global. So for right. our Jewish friends, in the name of the Abraham Accords, here you go. That's Harry Belafonte, my man. I dig that cat. Nice. Well, 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 let let me say something special about that. I mean, uh, there is something special about going on here, and and the Jewish uh, holy days are coming up. The new year is Rosh Hashanah. I think it's uh, maybe two days from now, and then Yom Kippur is after that. Mm -hmm. But remember, the thing that's so special about America's founding is it was founded not on a religion. You know, we're not a religion-based nation, but it was founded on the Judeo-Christian principles. And the principles were, you believe in God, that's a key part of it, it is true. You don't have to believe in a religion, but you believe in God. And then when you make a deal with each other, there's honor amongst people. The, the, yeah. the Jewish people, the celebration of their, of their, uh, of their uh, holy days, of their faith, uh, it's an extraordinary gift to yeah. the world, and so when you see that kind of deal there, and for all the criticism of Islam, you know, we were celebrating a week ago, 9-11 anniversary. We all feel the anger of the people that did that, and we associate it with radical Islam. But there's a whole bunch of the, hundreds of millions of people in the world that have that faith tradition that want to do things like raise their kids and, and earn a living and have things. So it's right just, uh, it's, it's, again, you can yell orange men bad at the TV if you're Don Lemon on CNN. <laughs> but if you're an American, you've got to say, man, it looks like something good is happening right here. Let me ask you about what is happening over yep. there. And I'm talking about in China. Here is a Chinese mm. scientist who had access to the kind of work that they were doing in Wuhan. And she's saying that that virus comes out of there. Here she is, about 30 seconds ahead. These are the truths. All it, the other things are covered up. Jan, where, where does it come from then? It comes from the lab. The lab in Wuhan. Oh, brother. The doctor, yeah, listen, uh, who had to yeah, flee listen, to I mean, the I U.S., saw, I saw her. I think she was on Tucker. went on to explain, um, I, this, this lady right uh, here, know, the scientist, why she came forward yeah. despite pushback and threats from the Chinese government. I know that's the thing I have to do because I'm the doctor, I'm the scientist. I cannot say it happened. I know if I don't tell the truth to the world, I will be regretful and I will lose the capacity for myself to tell the truth in the future. So it comes out of Wuhan. It comes out of a, a chemical plant in Wuhan, and they send it around the country. First, they put it in Wuhan to see how it would affect their citizens. Then they said, okay, let's go. And off it went to the world at large. Ed, what do you take to all that? Well, man? listen, li- listen. I, uh, I, I, I watched her, and I think uh, it's very persuasive. You know, again, I think... Uh, will we ever get to the bottom of it? For yeah. sure, I don't know. You know, uh, but I mean, it doesn't. Right. In some ways, it doesn't matter to me in in this sense. 
the Chinese lied about it for so long they disadvantaged us. No matter mm-hmm. what it was, right. they were lying. So they get the credit for starting it anyway, in my mind. And frankly, we're to the point, and I'm, you know, I'm not a policymaker. I'm not the president. He might be more careful, but he did use the word. I think we have to decouple from China. I'm not in the group to think, just this we just said before about the Judeo-Christian tradition. Mm-hmm. You can count on an American businessman, an American businesswoman cutting a deal, and they know what the rule of law means. They know what honor means. They might, they might cheat you sometimes, but they know how the system works. Yeah. The Chinese are, are atheist communists. They don't care about any of that. They All they care about is power. And I think we're past the point of caring why they've done it or even what they've done. They've damaged too many people. They've hurt too many things. We need to de- we need to decouple ourselves from what's going on there in, in terms of our reliance on them for anything, and then we'll see where we're at. But I, I, I saw that. I, I, I wonder – I wish we'd get some more information. i got to think the intelligence community, meaning that the top guys in, yeah. the, in American intelligence, know more than they're telling us. Sure. And I kind of wish we'd know more now. Sure. Let's go to Breitbart. China calls the U.S. ban on slave-picked cotton – Naked act of bullying. What was that all about, Ed? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I mean, they're just complaining. It's like uh, it's like when they say, uh, you know, we're we're slapping tariffs on things and yeah. we're putting bans on things, and they say, you know, you're not supposed to do that. And a bunch of the a bunch of the the uh, sort of purists in the academia in the world say, oh, you know, free trade. You got to not in any kind of encumbrances and any kind of you know things like this. And so you'll see this complaining. But the fact is. The Chinese do it without announcing it. They mm-hmm. cheat us. They steal. Mm-hmm. And all the president is saying is, hey, when it comes to this stuff, we're going to defend our people. And if it gets ugly and choppy, we're going to live with that. And frankly, when Trump won, every expert said you can't do tariffs. It'll, it'll devastate the economy. And he did tariffs. It didn't devastate anything. In fact, our economy got right. stronger. So right. I don't believe anybody when they complain. I think mostly, all right, if you're cheating us, we're going to stand up for ourselves like we never have before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's good. I got two more things, all right? By the way, if somebody wants to get that Pro-America Report, the procedure. Yeah, ProAmericaReport.com, straight up, ProAmericaReport.com. If they go on Twitter, I'm I'm on Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin with my direct message open. So ProAmericaReport.com, there'll be a block of sign-up, and you can put it in there, and we'll send it every morning at uh, 7 a.m. Central Time, right in your inbox, Monday through Friday. I got two things, all right? And and I try to stay researched and on top of things, but uh, I must have missed this. Trump warns Iran on assassinations a thousand times greater in magnitude. Will the response be to any attack? What's that? Well, first of all, I think it came out of Woodward's book, Uh Um, Woodward, this book that had some things. And and so that's why the president commented Uh, Woodward was quoting the president saying that they did get information that Iran was threatening to assassinate American ambassadors all mm. around the world. Mm-hmm. And as only the president can do, remember when he was talking about um, terrorists in the, in the campaign, he said he dropped a nuclear bomb on their family. Yeah. And you're like, you can't be serious, but you, it catches your imagination. Sure. Well, when he says a, a thousand times more, he almost sounds like an Iranian mullah that says, <laughs> talks in these hyperbolic things. What and an I think analogy. the message is pretty clear, though. Yeah. He, he's Trump. If you take, I mean, he doesn't like when they take an American citizen and hold them hostage. He goes yeah. crazy and makes them give them back. Let yeah. it, imagine if they took out one of our ambassadors. I think everybody knows that's not a good move. Maybe we should, maybe we should, uh, you know, write another letter to the president. Mm-hmm. See, so that's I think what he meant. All right, I got uh, this right here. I'm gonna play one. I'm gonna play another. Yep. And I need you comment on it. All right, so here is the first one. This is Kamala Harris. A Harris administration together with <laughs> Joe Biden. 
So what was that all about, Ed, from your yeah, political perspective, yeah. Matt? Well, listen, it's a it's a slip, right? It's a slip that reveals the truth. I mean, more and more stuff in the Biden campaign seems to feature her. I mean, she's 25 years younger, and so she, and she's not as adult as he's. But but in terms of the, the you even see photographs and things where she's the lead dog. I mean, yeah. it's pretty clear in most people's minds that she's really pushing behind this. And I think what people need to understand, I've told you this before, Smash, I predicted Kamala Harris as the VP, not yeah. because I thought the black woman thing. She was the number two vote getter of the insider, they call them superdelegate endorsements. Number mm-hmm. one was Biden. Number mm-hmm. two was her. In other words, she's a creature of that world. Yeah. She can run that world for them. That's why she's there, you know, senator and all. And I look, I think that there, nobody, nobody serious is not recognizing that Biden has is 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 at least aging rapidly in terms of you know people just hit yeah. a point where they're not quite the same or worse and so yeah. that slip up you kind of shake your head he did it later he did the same thing later he referred to the Harris Biden administration here here it is Harris Biden administration oh. is going to relaunch <laughs> that effort and keep there it is so uh, this is just amazing because that's what I I thought on this whole deal man is they're setting this up because if he lasts the four years okay if he gets the four years. But yeah. if by chance not, we got a young blood ready to take over, yeah. and she happens to be a woman of color. So that's what I think the whole yeah, play yeah. is right there. Well, but but I mean, but I, at this point, the question is whether he makes it to the election day. And, Good and, point. and you know, here's the here's the other problem is yeah. is I can tell you one thing that people you talk to African American men, and they say a lot of times they don't like these African American women that sort of preach at them and get on them. I mean, you know, it's not as simple as there's a black guy, Obama. Everybody thought, wow, this is fresh and new. Mm-hmm. She's a complicated character. And she's from California, which is literally burning right now. I mean, right. it's literally, it's not falling it in the sea, but it's on fire. Yeah. And for the first time in 50 years, more people left California last year than came there. Yeah, and, so. and, you know, so this is just where she's coming from. I don't know if that's going to get you what you need to win Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, and those places, you know? That is Ed Martin. His Pro-America report is yours through ProAmerica.com. I appreciate you taking the time, my man. Always a good one. Always so good to be with you, Smash. All Thanks right. for the time. All See right. you. I roam and ramble, and I followed my footsteps through the sparkling sands of the blind. I just want to let you know that tomorrow at this time, my man, Dean Comer from Jersey County, Fence and Deck, jcfdonline.com. He's got a special announcement. It's going to be something that you are going to dig because you have opportunity not only to get yourself a great deck, great fence, but you also have the opportunity to win something big. We'll tell you tomorrow at 530 right here on Smash Daily at WBGZ. Smash Daily, we's on the road. 
broadcasting the show live at the 2020 St. Charles Home and Remodeling Show. I'll be there on Friday, September 25th, 4 to 6 p.m. Broadcasting live right here on the Big Z. The 2020 St. Charles Home and Remodeling Show runs through Sunday the 27th. But Friday, September 25th, I'm telling you, we're Master Blast. Smash daily, 4 to 6 p.m. that Friday from the St. Charles Convention Center. Now, the Home and Remodeling Show, number one, has free admission. Beyond that, if you got some autumn and winter home projects coming up, local companies, hundreds of home pros on two levels at the St. Charles Convention Center. You check it all out with your home project in mind. Boom, you're saving time, saving money, and you find what you need for your home. You learn about it and buy the latest home improvement products and services for your home, yard, and garden. Yeah, you got to do your mask and your social distancing, but you're going to meet up with our area's top home improvement and building professionals. You're going to check out all the newest products and design ideas. Bring your project plans. Have your questions answered by the experts. They're all going to be there. All info at stlhomeshow.com. I'm going to be there with Smash Daily, broadcasting live Friday, September 25th from the 2020 St. Charles Home and Remodeling Show, 4 to 6 o'clock, right here on The Big C. Magnificent piece of music right there. Hey, that's a quick job. That's uh, written by a friend of mine, Mark Cawley. We played in different bands together on down the line back in the 70s, 80s, and onward. And uh, that's just a magnificent piece of music. He wound up getting uh, uh, a life in Nashville as a songwriter. He's written many hits, worldwide hits for various artists. He's going to be on the show next week. He's got a brand new book. It's called Song Journey. Going to tell you not only about his travels through the music business, but also give you a look at how you could become the songwriter you want to be. A look at how you could indeed adapt yourself effectively to the twists and turns of show business on the musical side. So that's coming up next week. Mark Cawley is his name. And, uh, well, you can go to idocoach.com because he coaches songwriters all over the world. idocoach.com. Dot com, And that song right there was written by him. Some buddies of his and magnificent song. World is a beautiful place. And one of the ways that the world is a beautiful place is when you honor God and help people. All right. And if you're going to help people, you're going to honor God. If you want to honor God, help people. 
And this is a great story of just that. Salute to the folks at Kroger. LaShenda Williams remembers when this car was all she had. Not long ago in this Kroger parking lot, Williams parked and slept nearly every night for a year. I would lean my seat all the way back so no one would see me because, you know, I knew I wasn't supposed to be there. Past addiction and abuse left her stranded, homeless, but not hopeless, recalls Kroger employee Jackie Vandal. And she'd come by me and she's like, how are you doing, Miss Vandal? I'm going to work here one of these days. And I'm like, okay. Vandal, who does hiring at the store, told Williams about an upcoming job fair. It was just a, a sense, a gut feeling. You can just tell when people are really genuine and, and then people that you know are trying. Vandal spent two hours helping Williams fill out an application. You helped me fill it. When it said, You've successfully applied. I was like, you're hired. I'll call you in a few days. <laughs> and I remember crying in her arms, and here I am. Eight months on the job, Williams has an apartment. Community members and co-workers helped her furnish it. And I'm going to continue working hard every day to spread the love and joy like no other. Underneath her mask at work, Williams wears a grateful smile. For the very first time in my life, now I know what love is. Now I know what friendship is. And for the first time, a second chance. Katie Beck, NBC News. Hey, NBC News fans, thanks for checking out Thank our you. YouTube channel. Okay, bye. Hey, uh, I tell you what, that is why the world is a beautiful place. That is why the world is a beautiful place right there. That story, just like that. You know, taking somebody who lost anything and or everything, has had to alter their life from having a home with their family even and now living in the car sometimes with their family. And you got people like Kroger took care of them. Bravo, Kroger. World is a beautiful place. And I tell you what, the other part of this whole world is a beautiful place thing is concerned is that she will now go out and do good for others. She will now be a blessing, a standard bearer for the great stuff that can come your way when people take care of each other. Honor God, help people. Help people, honor God. So I just wanted to play that. I wanted to play Mark's song, The World is a Beautiful Place, and just turn you on because I remember when I was homeless. I've been homeless three times in my life. Oh, smash, you're a big-time DJ and all you are never homeless. Oh, yeah. I was homeless three times in my life. The first time by myself for about six months. I was living out of my car living in different people's houses every night or two. But, hey, we lived. And then the next two times was with my family. You want to talk about embarrassing? You want to talk about downtrodden? You want to talk about despondency? But the world is a beautiful place because the Lord will help you out of that whole thing. Right? You just got to just gotta believe. got to have that faith. I did. Thank you, Lord, I'm here. WBGZ, the big Z. And I tell you, when this lady starts crying, when this lady starts crying, I totally relate to those tears. For the very first time in my life, now I know what love is. Now I know what friendship is. That's it. The world is a beautiful place. And the world is a beautiful place.
as the river bend is this area has a lot of great old houses and those old houses have like the realtors say good bones but those old houses a lot of them also have asbestos and you need to check on that all right that's nice going in there do your renovation projects and everything bring that house up to whatever your particular situation is as far as your outlook for the future is concerned but when you see that mold and mildew behind the walls as you're clearing out to put in a new bathroom, let's say, it's not really about just tearing out the wall and throwing that stuff in your backyard and then the uh, local garbage pickup will take care of it. You got to get rid of that stuff. After you do get rid of that stuff, you have to have the house just dealt with correctly. So I turn you on to environmental resources, 618 471 9119, 618-471-9119, Environmental Resources. And they come in, give you a free estimate, no obligation. So here's the beauty of it. They give you a free estimate, and you have no obligation. But my question is, what you going to do after you get the estimate, after you get uh, a find out as to what your situation is, what are you going to go do it yourself? Is that a DIY? This ain't the DIY network. Got to have the professionals in there, man. The hazmat suits, all that stuff. And these guys use state-of-the-art, all right? State-of-the-art asbestos and mold remediation techniques. That's what you need. State-of-the-art ain't ripping that wall down. You get all that black and blue mold and mildew all over you, and all of a sudden, it's like, uh uh-oh. You don't want that asbestos floating in the in the air any longer than it's been and or is floating in the air. Cause you're breathing that stuff in, because you don't you don't see it. You breathe that stuff in. That's tough. 618-471-9119. Free estimate, no obligation. Environmental resources.
the greatest <laughs> intros in the history of rock and roll intros right there. The band Yes, of course, Smash with you right here. It is WBGZ Smash Daily, as is always, 4 to 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday, right here at 107.1 FM, the Big Z. And, of course, uh, if by chance you need some uh, actuality as to some of the stuff that goes on here, well, you can check altondailynews.com. You can go to the podcast, my man Lolo. He's put together a magnificent podcast there. The Smash Daily Podcast. You can get that through AltonDailyNews.com. You can go to SmashDaily.com also. And he and, and my friend Susan Singer over at ReachDigitalManagement.com. They made it easy for him. Man. Just like little click on buttons on the screen. And you got the podcast. The end of each day. Magnificent. I thank you Lolo for that. Thank you Susu for that. Hey, uh, I'm just thinking about Yes. I used to be in uh, in a rock and roll band. Uh, all along the way, I started first in 1967. And I, my first band, they were all smash bands because I was in them, so they were smash bands. We had different names, different people. First band was Frenchie and the Wee Wees. Frenchie and the Wee Wees, O-U-I-O-U-I-S, Wee Wee Monsieur. And we were kind of like a garage party band, rock and roll high school band. It was magnificent. And then uh, we went to college and helped uh, put ourselves through college with our college band, which is called Pure Funk, which is a bunch of white boys, and we were playing funk music for all the fraternities and dorms and all that stuff, you know? It was magnificent, too. And then we got into original songs. We started writing songs, and we turned the name of the band from Pure Funk, because now we're writing songs. It's more of a concert band. Changed the name to Roadmaster. Roadmaster because we were masters of the road. And that's where I stopped until I started Smash Band in Washington, D.C. And one of the things that we got to do as we were building up our album is, you know, going out promoting and everything, is we got to open up for various acts. And various acts opened up for us. For example, Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick it was a territorial thing. When they were in our territory, because we had just put out an album, our first album. When they were in our territory, they would open up for us. We did a lot of gigs together. And when we were in their territory, the Chicago area, Milwaukee, all that kind of stuff, that, that area, that was their area because they're from Chicago. Well, we opened up for them. And it was just a killer combination because they were rocking. We were rocking. And the crowds were there. It was fantastic. We used to play at a place, a big concert nightclub. I don't know what happened to nightclubs. Are there more nightclubs anymore? But this is a concert nightclub in Cincinnati, just off the corner of whatever street and the University of Cincinnati. So all the college kids would come on over across the street after they're done with whatever they're done with, after the game or after, you know, they're done with their studies or whatever, they come on and they come party and Roadmaster would be playing. And we'd open up for a lot of bands. But I would have to say, in my time, and I've been blessed to open up for Bachman Turner Overdrive, for Rush, for Bob Seeger, Average White Band. We teamed with REO Speedwagon and did uh, double gigs with them all along, just like with Cheap Trick. And along the way, we got to open up for 
really killer bands. And in my time, now I ain't saying there's no pride. I'm just saying this in the reality of being a music businessman. It's one thing to be a musician, but you got to be a, a music businessman too. Sometimes parents will come to me and say, little Johnny wants to uh, become a professional guitarist, professional musician. What course do you think he should take in college? I tell him business 101. Because if you don't know your business, they're going to eat you up. Business 101, we were thinking of something more of a melodic nature. No, it's the shrill of business 101. Well, we're opening up for two bands at Reflections. These are the only two times I felt that uh, we got blown away on stage because we're as badass as any of these boys. Serious business. I know what it is. And the first one <laughs> was Edgar Winter. Edgar Winter's White Trash. That band was ferocious. And we played. We got over, no problem. But boy, when they came on, it was just a ferocity of sound. Jerry LaCroix, I believe, is the uh, young man's name. He was their singer at that time. Whoa, could he wail. That's a kick-ass band. And then, for some odd reason, we weren't that kind of band that would fit. It's kind of like when we opened up for our average white band at the times. It's kind of like average white band had about a 75-80% black audience. And we're, you know, like Midwest hillbilly rock and rollers. And it kind of didn't fit. But, hey, you got to play to everybody. But it, it, all, it all worked. But at one time in my career as a musician, as a music businessman, that I felt that we got blown away is the night in Cincinnati that we opened up for Yes. John Anderson was in full voice in all the high notes, no problem whatsoever. And who was it? Chris Squire, all these guys, man, they were phenomenal musicians. And they had something that very few people had back then. And after we saw them, we went and bought one. We went and bought one. And that was the instrument. It's called the Mellotron. And the Mellotron could play orchestral sounds, violins, cellos, trump. It, it could play everything. But you had to tune it all the time because it was just based on tapes sliding with a volume. T anyway, they had a Mellotron. And the thing about it is, with the Mellotron, they were able to create this orchestral sound that, yes, was so well known for. And we got blown away that night. Just the wrong kind of band to open up for. And yet at the same time, we were badasses in our own way. But boy, when we saw that Mellotron, we went out because we had a Moog synthesizer. And we were, you know, in Indiana. In Indiana, we're just hillbillies rocking and rolling, all right? And now we come back a month or two later with a Mellotron. And we're the only boys in the Midwest who got Mellotrons. We were bad. We were champions. We indeed were champions. Just reminiscing. I'm hearing yes. I haven't heard yes in a long time. I need to listen to that fragile album, one of the greatest albums of all time. Sheesh. Siberian Katru, that's another great song. Just thinking. If I got a couple, two, three minutes, I was going to play Lady A for you. Because Lady A, I'm talking about Anita White, the soul singer, the R&B singer, the blues singer in Seattle, Washington. She is now, remember Lady Antebellum? 
had to, uh, <laughs> Lady Antebellum had to quit being Lady Antebellum when all this crap started happening. And they are now Lady A. Well, Lady A in Seattle, who's been using the name from like the early 90s as a blues singer. Lady A says, hey, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to sue you for $10 million because you ain't allowed to use that name. That's my name. That's Lady A's now. I've used this in the early 90s. When did Lady Antebellum come into play? Oh, I don't know. But wasn't that. So here's what I'm thinking to myself. She's going to get, she says she's going to get $5 million to charity and keep $5 million for herself. So I'm thinking to myself, magnificent. Way to go, Lady A. So these guys get more troubles on, and, and she wants them to get rid of the name Lady A, Lady Antebellum. So what are they going to be? They can't be Lady B. I guess you could, Lady Lady Bellum, because you put an apostrophe in front of the B, and all of a sudden you're Lady Bellum. But that really don't sound good. So we'll see what that uh, gets into. And really a nice way to cash in if you can do that, because you know somebody's going to give her $10 million. She's going to say, okay, go ahead, record company. Go ahead and use Lady A and give me the $10 million, but I want I want seven of it now and $3 million over the next like 10 years. So each year I get $300,000. That's a good way to do it right there. That way you don't spend your money and lose your money too fast because your entourage will eat that up. But that's just me. Thinking out loud. Thinking some things. Certainly hope you had a good time here today. Always have a good time. I love being on this station. I love putting forth whatever I put forth for you because I do it for you. And with that in mind, I shall leave you now and wish you the best of whatever it might happen to be that you need the best of, all right? And until tomorrow, as is always, 4 to 6 o'clock, you got yourself covered with Smash Daily. No problem whatsoever. No problem whatsoever. Smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash. I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash. I dig the smash. Smash, smash. I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash. Dig the smash. Smash, smash. I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash. Dig the smash. Smash, smash. I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash. Dig the smash. Smash, smash. I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash. Dig the smash. Smash, smash. I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash. Dig the smash. Smash, smash. I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash. Dig the smash. Smash, smash. I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash. Dig the smash. Smash, smash. I'm digging the smash.